at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grutus on Twitter. Parliament now looking at proposals from the National Treasury for the two-pot retirement system. In other words, as a worker, you'd be able to take up one-third of your pension money once a year. The other two-thirds would remain in a fund for when they retire or if you're retrenched. There's been a big push for this from unions, but the National Treasury also warning you shouldn't take money out of your pension fund. Otherwise, you end up with nothing to live on when you retire or if you're retrenched. Matthew Parks is the parliamentary coordinator for the Congress of South African Trade Unions. Matthew, good morning. Uh, good morning, Stephen. Uh, thanks for having us. There's strong arguments in many directions on this one. Are you happy with these proposals? Is it the right uh, compromise? Yeah. Look, there's pros and cons um, on all issues. We have to try to find the right balance. Um, it's not going to be perfect but trying to find what is the most inclusive what is the most appropriate um framework for south african workers given the context they face so many of the issues we're happy with we've been having good discussions with treasury since 2020 since COVID. Uh, it's not been an easy road um, in the beginning we were completely at paul's end they they thought we were mad on every single issue but we found each other most issues there's a few remaining issues we need to find each other on but i'm convinced we can and we must do so um given the challenges that workers are experiencing and our number one issue is that workers are drowning in debt. They are struggling to take care of families during emergencies. Um, and under the current law, it only allows for extreme options, which is for workers to resign from their job, which then leaves them unemployed and no salary, no longer contributing to a pension fund. And they then have to cash out the entire pension fund to pay off a debt, which could have been much smaller than the pension fund. This new proposal will allow workers to remain employed, keep the salary, keep paying the pension contributions, um, and then tap into a third of their savings once a year. Um, and I think that's positive because you're not going to deplete the pension fund. You can pay off some of your debts, not all of it, but some of it, get some relief. And we think long term is actually going to incentivize workers to save more, knowing that once a year they can tap into the third of the pension fund in the savings pot. Um, there's a lot of confusion about what happens next year. And immediately, and initially next year, the government didn't want to give any immediate relief to workers when the law comes into effect. We've convinced them that there is a need for some immediate relief because workers are drowning in debt, and if you don't give them some help, some relief, they will just end up resigning anyway, which is what we all want to avoid. Treasury has proposed a cap of up to 25,000 Rand for an immediate withdrawal next year. We think that's a bit too small, given the levels of indebtedness workers are experiencing, but we are negotiating them for a higher amount. But it's, again, it's about finding the right balance between giving relief to workers, making sure they remain employed, and making sure they also don't deplete the pension funds, but are able to pay off some of the debts and have a bit more breathing space to take care of the families. Isn't it true that one of the biggest lessons of life is that the more you save, the more you have. You get more and more money. And if you don't use the money in your pension, you'll have a lot more money when you retire. Um, and shouldn't we be encouraging people not to get into this position in the first place? And, and the argument would go, shouldn't you as Kasatu be doing the same thing, encouraging people as much as you're able to, to not get into this position in the first place? No, we have to. Um, and it's about juggling many things. So <clears throat> we can say that, look, workers who have jobs are lucky to have jobs, they've got salaries. But they live in a society where 42% of workers are unemployed. And so workers are affected. It's the relatives, it's it's the children, it's the siblings, it's the spouses and so forth. Many workers have lost wages or haven't had inflation increases. Um, there's also a situation where we don't have a social security net. Many people don't have insurance, including medical aid and so forth. So people are confronted with emergencies. And right now, the existing law isn't isn't working because right now, when people are confronted with an emergency of paying off fifty thousand rand with the medical bills, people end up then just choosing to resign to ca- to cash out the pension fund to pay it, and that's the worst of all scenarios because you don't have a job, you no longer have a pension. 
So we're trying to say what is a fair compromise, but we're, we're also confident because you'll be preserving two thirds for your retirement, which is what we need to do because currently only about 6% of South Africans can afford to retire, which is a very scary statistic. Um, and then of course, you'll be having access to the one third, so you'll have some relief. We think over two or three years, people will begin to see the, the, the benefits of it because knowing that you have access to a safety egg and a one third, we think people are actually going to begin to actually saving more, as you're saying, knowing that once a year when I'm in trouble, I can access it. And I don't have to access all of it, like currently under the law, I can access whatever I need, the, sure. the right portion, and leave the rest there and, and save more for the next rainy day. There's there's a much bigger kind of thing that this reveals, which is the lived experience of millions of people, right? That you have often one person who's working or not even working as much as they would like. They're in a position where they are then have many dependents on them. And that's the nature of our society for many reasons. Um, and so they end up in debt and they borrow money and they borrow money for school fees. They borrow money for whatever reason it is. Sometimes there just isn't enough food in the house that week. Now, this reveals this about the nature of our society. It is likely to lead to cause as well to make it harder to borrow money in the first place to try and lower the amount of debt that people get into. But then they'll borrow money from each other or they'll borrow money from loan sharks. Do we need to relook at how we manage this entire thing? I don't know if tightening rules around lending would really be a good idea either. It's a difficult one um, because you know, the National Credit Act has been tightened over the years. Also limits on what the interest rate they can be charged for, short, short-term short loans, etc. And you can put all that in place and then when that's blocked, people then go to, to the loan sharks who exploit people and abuse them horrifically. Um, the real fundamental solution to all of our problems, including this one, including the pension issues, is to reduce unemployment. Because the more people have jobs, the more they can take care of themselves. The less pressure there is on those who do have jobs and the more money there is in society. And that's why we, whilst we can do these reforms on the side and, and give people relief on this side and that side and protect them here and there, our real number one challenge as a country is to slash our unemployment. We can't sustain a, a nation with 42% of people unemployed. It's just, it's a ticking time bomb. And as a consequence, everything else is beginning to, you know, to creak um, on the side. And that's what we have to do. We've got to fix electricity, fix transit so our exports can get to the, to the destinations, fix our ports. So we can create thousands of jobs, deal with corruption, basic services, and so forth. If we don't do that, then everything else we're going to be plugging holes all the time. Matthew, very quickly, if you can, although it's not an easy issue, yesterday Nomvula Mukanyani, speaking at a memorial service, said she wasn't sure that it helped the national question, you know, the question I mean, to have quotas for Indian and coloured people under the employment equity legislation. Does Kasato have a view on that? I mean, this is going to affect many of your members. Yeah. So look... And- it's a difficult thing. Um, people either love the employment equity um, provisions or they hate it. It's, it's not an easy thing. I think the reality is that we are still overcoming the legacy of apartheid. Um, I read recently about two weeks ago that the insurance industry celebrated the appointment of the first woman CEO of an insurance company. And one might say that's great, you know, positive achievement, but we should also, also be asking, is it really a positive achievement 29 years into democracy that we've only now having the first woman CEO of an insurance company? Um, Look, the employment equity regulation have been a bit demonized, a bit unfairly. Um, politically, we know it's an election year, so the DA and other parties might make, a, you know, try to make a point, political points out of it. We've looked at it and we felt it's, it's fairly fine because it doesn't force anybody. They give a five-year roadmap to say, can we begin to move in this direction? But we have to move. We can't remain a society where the CEOs of all the banks, for example, would remain white men or the mining industry or the financial sector. 
um, and all the cleaners will remain African women. We have to begin to move to a society which is more reflective of our demographics if we want to avoid the experiences of uh, Zimbabwe, etc. Uh, but we think it's a it's a journey, it's not an overnight thing. Sure. And again, to be honest, we have to increase employment because sharing a small cake is not going to solve our problems. We can address the issues on the side, but the fundamental issue is creating jobs. Matthew Parks, I'm going to have to leave it there. Thank you. The Parliamentary Coordinator for Kasati. You were there, CFM, leading the conversation. Seven o'clock.